Hello and welcome back to The Duchess and the Baron. I'm the Baron. And I'm the Duchess. And this is episode 25. And we have a jam-packed episode today from Royal Watching. Royal Watching? Yes. Sounds a little criminal. (laughs) It's not. It's football. We live in the States, so we're very far away from actually the Royals. Long lens watching. Oh, that's creepy. Um, Yes, so if this is your first time listening, we are a married couple that live in the U.S., but the Baron's British. I'm American. I really enjoy royal watching (laughs) and following along with the royals, what they're up to, the fashion, things like that. Um, And we kind of do this as a date night every week, so it's a fun little activity we have. But we also have an Instagram where we post a lot, or I post I'm going to say I post a lot there um, of what the Royals are doing that week or just fun things that we like to put together there. Um, And then you can obviously find us on Substack or any of your podcast streaming services. Yeah. You're also known as our social media intern, right? Oh, sure. Well, we should take the intern off now. But (laughs) Yeah, well, the intern hasn't shown up for a few weeks. Oh, and our lady sees lovers slacking. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you, you said, you know, I'm, I'm British and you're a royal fan. What would be the equivalent if we did it on the other foot? Would it be um, you're American and I'm interested in how US politics would work? And we'd I do don't think sh- it'd be politics. I think it would either, I mean, it could either be like a celebrity. I'm thinking more or, of a or, or sports, a sports figure for you, like Aaron Rodgers or something like I mean, that. I Tom Brady. Rogers. Uh, no, I don't like him. Well, something like that. Uh, no, but because it, it's a fascination, right? Yeah, JJ Watt. There you go. No, I, I just don't think I don't think it would be sporting. Like, because if you think like the American public enjoy the British royal family, right? The, there's a fascination. I think that like, you always talk about um, my mum and family about the fascination with Ryan like, Reynolds. That would be who you'd like to follow. That's a celebrity. But is there? There's not that much that you, you couldn't talk about it week to week. That'd be a bit of a lame show. I mean, he had a. TV show about his soccer team. Deadpool and the Green Lantern I'm sure podcast show. Okay, well, maybe like I'm a family. Green Lantern. Okay. <laughs> I guess if you want to do on a family, you could do like the Kennedys or the Trumps. Uh, the Trumps. <laughs> there you go. The, it would be the Trumps. There you There's go. There's got to be a podcast out about the Trumps. Oh, I'm 100% Wait, sure. Well, we, we've never looked into it, but I'm definitely sure there is. Um, Yes, kind of a side tangent, but we'll get back on it's, track. It's always inter- we've used that intro for a while. And I just wonder. I wonder what the reverse podcast would be. I think that's a good option. So today on our agenda, we always start off with our royal date in history. So on this day, what happened with the royals? Then we get into the royals out and about or royal events of the week that happened this past week, and then we have our royal topic, which today is royal ascot. So we can get right into it. And before we actually get into everything, so if you listened last week, the um, Baron and I were talking about Order of the Garter, Trooping the Color, uh, those events, and also I think a bit of Royal Ascot. But we did have a question come up between us two that, that we were asking, what's the difference between a hat and a fascinator? So we actually have um, an answer. Do we have a mystery solved? Yes, we have a mystery solved. So this is from Royal Fashion Blog on Instagram. They responded and answered our question. So their handle is royal underscore 
fashion underscore blog. And what they said was a hat should be worn without much added support, whereas a fascinator has to be fastened in a specific way. So that's the difference. Like Gorilla Glue or... Um, Maybe like a clip or something like that. Staple gun. Or, you know, bobby pins. Hopefully more than bobby. Bo- Hairspray. Bo- Are you sure it's bobby pins? I mean, bobbin, every time... Bobbin pins. No, bob... I don't... Bobby pins? I've always called them bobby pins. All right, we have another mistress to solve. <laughs> um, yes, so thank you, Royal Fashion Blog, for answering our question and answering all of our royal fashion questions because um, we're not the most fashion-esque people on this pod. But um, thank you again. And then we will get right into our royal day in I history. I knew it wasn't bobby pins. It's bobbin pins. Bobbin pins. You tried to convince me the other week bobbin that it was bobby pins, pins and I was like... I'm, I've always I called them bobby wrong? pins. I mean, it's cute for a five-year-old. I th- I'm still going to call mystery them bobby solved, pins. But <laughs> I honestly thought fascinators was because um, they were fascinating, not to do how you... Yeah, they're fastened. How you put... Yeah, make, it makes more it sense. Ma- it does make sense. It's the one English um, word that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's probably French. Let's get right into it then. So on this day, we are recording on Monday, June 26th. So our royal day in history is on June 26, 1953, and it involves the Queen in Scotland. Baron, can you take a guess what happened this day in 1953, 70 years ago? I'm going to be really honest. Um, I, I was actually looking, and there's a, there's a podcast called Trump Mafia, and that's, that's the closest thing um, mm. that would, would be. Um, it has 3.6 stars. It's classed as true crime, and it's had 121 reviews. Um, and they do 16-minute so episodes on average, um, which is really light in comparison to The Duchess and the Baron. So if you're listening, they chose the right one, and we chose the right type of show. Um, okay, and sorry, the uh, 1953? Yes. In something happened in, in Scotland. Scotland. Yes. 70 years ago. 70 years ago. Um, well, she had... Who's she? Uh, Queen Elizabeth the second, second, <laughs> yes. um Had just been coronated. Mm-hmm. So was it her first trip to Balmoral and she was... There was a, a bagpipes or was it to do with the uh, Highland Games and it was the first Queen's Highland Games? Of no, not quite. Um, are you familiar with the Scottish coronation ceremony? Did you know they have it? I... I wouldn't think they'd want no. one. So well, no. no. Well, they're actually having one next week for King Charles and Queen Camilla. So, really? still having it. Yep. So, the Queen and Duke of Edinburgh were in Scotland on this day 70 years ago for a week-long visit with a series of parades, services, and banquets, as well as a Scottish coronation ceremony as part of her coronation celebrations around Britain and the Commonwealth. And King Charles and Queen Camilla will be in Scotland for their first post-coronation visit. Oh next week um but no they're actually yes they're having a scottish cele- coronation celebration next week they announced it i i would be worried about the security detail on this one or if anybody shows up well they're having it <laughs> i don't know i don't know what you'd like me to I, say you know but they're having it i know and i know okay i know you 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 thought that it'd been a cool if you could have gone to London for the coronation. 
um, and just have taken some time off work and go with a friend. You probably should have done it in hindsight. Um, but I think there was a lot of rain and just being intense, right? It might have not been that fun. But this would actually probably be a better opportunity to get a closer look at the King Queen because there's probably not going to be that many people in comparison to London, right? Well, so they're having it's a whole it's a coronation celebration. So, um, so, but, um, so they're having the crowning of King Charles and Queen Camilla will be honored with special processions and a church service in Edinburgh on July fifth. The festivities follow the coronation with a distinctly Scottish. And Prince William and Catherine, who are also known as the Duke and Duchess of Rothesay, say, see, spell it for me. R o t h e s a y, Rothesay. I'm guessing it's Scottish. You should know this. You're British. Um. So that's what um, Prince William and Kate Middleton are called in Scotland. They'll also be in attendance, but it will take place during Scotland's Royal Week. Yep. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Because, um, yeah, I don't... When we did our research, data shows Scots don't like the king. Yeah, well, we will talk about it probably not next week, but and the following week. As well. um, yes, but 70 years ago, they had a similar celebration for Queen Elizabeth. And we are actually going to take a quick break because I'm getting a phone call. Okay. Okay, we're back, and now we're on to the Royals Out and About, or Royal Events of the Week. So we're going to start off with Kate on Wednesday, June 21st. Nope, just kidding, Tuesday, June 20th. <laughs> um, she reopened the, nat- the National Portrait Gallery, which was, which was in refurbishment for about three years, and she's actually the patron of the National Portrait Gallery, and I think it was one of her... She, she's been a patron for a while since I think she's really become a royal. Um, but yeah, so she reopened it and she wore a self-portrait dress. Get it? National Portrait Gallery, self-portrait dress. It's a designer. That's hilarious. Yeah. Aquazura shoes. So the ones that her and Megan love. A Chanel clutch, would all, which I'll say the significance of this later. And heavenly London earrings. Do you think they would ever do an Aquazura line for Megan and Kate? And call it sisters. Well, a lot of royals actually wear those shoes, though. It's not just them two, so. No, but I mean. But they're the ones that they. humor me on it. Okay. Maybe, maybe one day. You, sh- you should see if they do it. <laughs> so, yes. So, uh, Kate, we know she actually studied art history at the University of St. Andrews alongside Prince William and, and has called herself an enthusiastic amateur photographer. So she is a photographer, so I think this is something that she enjoys. Uh, so so this visit was probably a bit more fun for her, not that her other visits aren't fun. Um, but during her visit, she was taken to the Gallery's Learning Center, which has more than doubled its provision for learners and learned about a new initiative for children aged under five that will welcome families from the local community to encourage creative learning, play, and exploration. So again, that kind of goes with her shaping us, you know, her focus on the early years, her early years campaign. Um, So she also later joined a group of kindergarten-age children who were taking part in a multi-sensory workshop based around the imaginary world of Peter Rabbit, something Lady C's lover, I think, would would like. Some Some of your family members like Peter Rabbit. 
Yeah, no, Peter, Peter Rabbit's really big. <laughs> it's, no, it was, um, yeah, lots of, it, it's not too far from where I grew up either, where, oh. where it's set, so. Um, and then she also got to meet a Paul McCartney and his wife, Nancy. This is going to sound really bad. I, I, for a second there, I was like, he's still alive? <laughs> yes. Um, so That's his wife? Yes. Are you sure? It's not, does it say Stella McCartney? Oh, yeah. She also met Paul McCartney and his wife, Nancy. That's Nancy. Oh, she's young. Yes, well. His daughter's Stella, right? So I was just thinking, because I can't see too close from here, but. Yes, that's I mean, his he, wife. He looks like, oh, this is, I'm going to go to hell after saying this. Oh, goodness. He looks like one of the ghosts from Harry Potter's. Oh, that is Hogwarts. not good. That's not good juju. Um, but yes, and then yeah, I take it, but so with her Chanel clutch that she was wearing, so I think it does have a significance. The gallery, um, so it does have portraits of the queen of not actually not the queen yet, um, but the future queen, Princess Catherine. So there are portraits of her from her fortieth um, birthday, and then it also has like a Chanel exhibit. So hence the Chanel clutch. And there was also, like, this pretty powerful f- picture that they had. It was, like, a Queen Victoria portrait, and uh, Catherine was walking right in front of it. So it was beautiful with, like, obviously the future queen with a portrait of a previous queen. It was just a very powerful picture, and, and it looked looked really good. Was the Queen Victoria portrait beautiful as well? Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, she was. Um, but, yes, so that was her outing last week before Royal Ascot. Um, so next, we'll get into a royal birthday, Baron. Do you know whose birthday it was? Sophie's. No, it's it's a big royal. Ooh. That's a little nasty to Sophie. She is a big royal, but it's like one of the biggest royals. <laughs> Prince William. That's what I said. No, you didn't. You said Sophie. You didn't even say a man. Um, but yes, so Prince William had his birthday last Wednesday, June 21st, and he turned 41. So happy belated birthday, William. And it was really sweet. The royal family, I think it was the royal family Instagram, shared a pre-coronation photo of William and his father, Charles. I think it was at the coronation rehearsal. So that was just really sweet to see. But yes, he's 41 now. Early 40s still, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's definitely early 40s. Um, And then we also have, so next, and I just exited out of the article that I was in. Um, So we also have Kate and Will visited Eton last week with George. Baron, do you? Sorry, I'm still looking at Paul McCartney's wife and trying to figure out. Okay. um, What are you trying to figure out? She's 63. Uh-huh. Well, do you look at her? Yeah, she looks that. That's his wife. Yeah, not bad for sixty. She's sixty-three. Yeah, I'd put her in a that's forties. not bad at all. Um, but yes, so as we know, Prince William went to Eton College uh, this week. Nine nine-year-old George was spotted at Eton with his parents. So the all-boys boarding school with one thousand three hundred fifty students, where both Prince William and Prince Harry attended as teenagers. So. 1,350, that's how many? Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's a lot more than I realized. I thought it might be like 
300 Well, they're age 13 to 18. Yeah, that's a big school. Yeah. I don't know. Um, But anyways, so we've heard stories of Prince William. So it's very close to Windsor Castle. And so I know I've heard stories of Prince William the... When he started going to Eton, it was a great location because he'd just kind of toddle over to Windsor Castle. And I think that's where a lot of the moments he had with his grandmother and Queen Elizabeth can also start training's not the right word, but um, starting kind of, yeah, I mean, I, I guess kind of training to be future king. Um, but as we know, the whales are at Windsor now. So they're in Adelaide Cottage and Eaton is just a short drive away from their cottage. So this would allow George to easily be able to go home like really whenever he wanted to. So I think this was always in the in the cards that people foresaw, especially with their move. Mm. So Eaton College are students between the ages of 13 and 18, but they must be registered before June 30th of the school year. The boy turns 10. So Oh, wow. That's a... Yes. So how long have we got for Gray? Nine, <laughs> He's only nine one. Years. He's only so we've got one. nine years. Yeah. Because um, oh, j- j- um, I was looking, not that I didn't believe you, but I was just surprised that there was that many. Um, oh. Well, this is an article. Like, I don't, it's a... No, no, I believe it. No, it's, it's right. But, um, do you remember how much it was a year? Uh, I actually have it here that I'm going to oh, get into. It. Sorry. Um, so as we know, Prince George will mark his 10th birthday next month. So... And June 30th is Friday. It's only a few days they have before. Um, Imagine if they say, say? no, you've missed the deadline. He can't Oh, good. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I was like, this is just a for show thing. He's definitely going to be accepted and go. Um, But the school costs nearly $20,000 per term, and there are three terms per year. There is also a $500 registration fee. I think that is a very cheap registration fee. 500 bucks for Twenty thousand dollars a term, but whatever. What, what did you like? Just don't have a registration fee. Just right. <laughs> anyways, um. So yeah. So if there's three terms in a year, that's about sixty thousand dollars per year. Yeah, um, fifty six, to be very specific. Oh, look at you. How much is U.S. college course? It depends where you go. Some are very expensive. So fifty six. I mean, some could cost that per year. So it's quarter quarter of a million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, get great Christmas presents and send them. Yeah, but Plus it's boarding as well. Yes, we might actually make money if we send him. Well, yeah. So it's boarding, but what they've said is it's really close to Windsor, so he could go home anytime. I don't know. But I mean, I think as a teenage boy, though, I know definitely as a teenage girl, you're like, eh, I don't want to be seen with my parents or anything like that. I don't know if it's the same for boys, but yeah, boys, boys don't care as much that I think they just want to be outside Mm, yeah I guess I could see that um but yes so he currently attends Lambrook school with his younger siblings um and that prep school educates children up to age 18 so so yeah we might see him at Eaton in a couple years but that was an exciting little event that I don't think anyone was expecting So, yes, um, so that rounds up, excuse me, that rounds up that um, event. And next, we're going to get a little bit into Royal Ascot, but more about what um, 
kind of what they were wearing and just events that happened this year. Not really the background of it. But we do have one exciting, exciting news. So King Charles had his first, I believe it was his first, Royal Ascot win. Um, So his horse, Desert Hero, won the King George V stakes race. And this was really special for him because the horse was a gift from his late mother, Queen Elizabeth II. Um, So you could see him in some photos that he got teary-eyed and he seemed very happy and just proud. And, um, yeah, you could see him in the royal box and he just looked overwhelmed. So that was really nice. But Queen Elizabeth personally had bred and bestowed the horse to Charles as a gift. So it was kind of like a, you know, her legacy living on, I guess you could say. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you laughing? There's a, there's a comedian in the UK um, called Peter Kay. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he always, he was like one of the kind of the more first ones, especially uh, in the UK that would do more like real life humor. Um, so it was like, um, you always meet those ladies and they'll be like, oh, you know, our, our Tony, he, you know, he, he just, he loved rain. He just he loved a, a good rainstorm, and yesterday I, I, I was out just bringing in the washing, and after the rain there was a rainbow. And I was like, "That's our Tony. That was Tony looking at me." Like, <laughs> do you think um, the horse winning the race was was Elizabeth winning the race to tell him I'm I'm okay, I'm good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a nice way to to see it. No, you know what I mean? Because I'm sure well, you said he he was teary eyed, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was over motion. Was it completely understand? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's uh, you know he's, he's he's probably won a few bob, and um, yeah, if it's, if it was bestowed on him and uh, and I think it, I believe it was his first first win. Win. That's so. pretty bad luck <laughs> if he's been going for. We well, he, he can bet from the age of eighteen, mm-hmm. and you actually work around that from about the age of five, where you just tell your parents which horse you want to bet on. They go up to the bookies. In fact, it, it's ridiculous. This <laughs> It might have changed, but every time I went to the races with my parents, I would give the money um, as a child to say five on this and five on that. And they just, because they know you couldn't get in yeah. without an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's probably been 60, what, how old is he? 68 years He's been going to Royal Scott. This is his first win. <laughs> well, he's got the money for it, so. Yeah. Well, it was a very special moment for him, and I'm very happy for him, unlike um, the Baron is, it seems. No, I am. I am. I, no, I, I think it is. That, I, I, I do. That's a good moment. It's just a special moment. It's a good story. Moment, it's a really yeah. good story. Yeah. Um, and then, so we also saw lots of the royal family. So we saw the extended royal family, um, and we also saw, you know, Princess Beatrice, King Queen, obviously, um, Zara and Mike Tyndall, which is always good to see them. Looked like they were having lots of fun. Uh, the Duke and Duchess of Edinburgh, and then Kate and Will. So we saw another Duchess and Kate, like, sweet moments, just laughing together. There was one moment where they were actually, I think, watching. It looked like they were watching the races. They were in, like, the royal box, and they were, like, holding hands. Like, that's so sweet. I think even if, like, you fake that you like someone, holding hands is, like, you got to like them. What, what were they drinking? Well, they didn't have Jager any. Jager bombs? <laughs> <laughs> Royal Ascot's gone downhill this year. Um, I um, I have a, a question for you on this. Yes. And I can tell you, you're going to be annoyed because I'm going on a tangent. So, um, remind me of uh, Charles's horse, Desert 
Desert. Eagle. Desert hero. (laughs) Um, If you had a racehorse, what would you call it? You go first. So, like, Desert Hero, like, with racehorses, there's some really out there names. Um, I have a few, because I, I, I literally just thought the of The Duchess. This. I mean, that, that, I mean, that's a great <laughs> name. A, yeah, it the, is a the, great name. The Duchess or the Baron would be mm-hmm. great names. Um, so, I've gone for, in the same thing as, like, Desert Hero, um, Cold Moon. I feel like violent tide, spring storm, or sunfire. I like sunfire. I like that, but maybe it's because we just live in a place that's like sunfire. Sunfire is a good name, right? Yeah, probably a good yeah. name for a Pokemon as well. Um, so you're going for the Duchess? Mm-hmm. Yes, I think the Duchess. I know that's not original, but um. But yes, that's what I'd go for. Okay, all right, what's next? Um, yes, so I'm going to go into a little bit of detail of what Kate was wearing. So she did look beautiful. She wore, like, red. She wore red, <laughs> not like red. Um, she looked great. I know there was, like, mixed reviews on her outfit. We've but been isn't, starting isn't to do... that always going to be the case? Yeah. Because like, people just want clickbait. Yeah, you're never going to be 100%. But we did do, or I've started to do... Um, like a poll so on is what that, they is that think. Is that a fascinator of. or a hat? Oh. Can you tell from looking at it? Is that part of the mystery? You will never know. <laughs> um. Well, her go-to fascinator designer, Philip. Okay. Tracy, but but this is with the matching floral hat. Oh. I don't know. Can it be both? Maybe. Yeah, it could be <laughs> fastened. I don't know. Um, no, I, the mystery I, is still unsolved. I really liked her look. Um, you know, we're starting to do polls on our Instagram of like what people think of the royal fashion, which is just nice to see. It's just like, do you love it? Mm-hmm. You mean, or or do you hate it? Um, you know, some people I think didn't really think her earrings went with it. I thought they were fine, and and some didn't like the clutch that went with it. But I think she looked beautiful. Um, so she wore a red Alexander McQueen dress, which is one of her favorites that she tends to wear a lot. Um, and then she paired classic chic crimson faux wrap dress with a matching floral hat by one of her go-to fascinator desi- designers, Philip Tracy. And I hope I'm saying that right. And then she accessorized with gold statement earrings and a paper-thin clutch. And then Prince William obviously looked dapper in a classic suit and black hat top hat. For the fourth day of the races. Mm. So yes, I thought it was a, I thought they both looked great. The, um, the Baron really liked, uh, Will's top hat. I remember that was a common thing. Yeah, well, you said to me early in the week, you were showing some pictures of William, like from the age of 18 to 25 and said, oh, he's a really good looking man. And then he went bald. I was like, you and this baldness. No, you said this. No, I. <laughs> we no, you said he was between the and he, you know was a, a, a really good looking guy. His his looks haven't gone. Yeah, he's still rocks. But because if you put a top hat on, he's still a good looking man. It's just um, unfortunately he doesn't suit baldness. Some men do. I've I've always talked about one of my groomsmen. He looks better bald than he did 
with hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jason Statham looks good bald. Mm-hmm. There's there's a few men out there. Can't think of any more right now, but we've talked about it before. And and that's it. I would just if I was the what's his name, William, I'd wear either a crown the whole time or a top hat. Yeah. I'll get a hair transplant. I, can afford <laughs> it. I don't think they're allowed to do that. That's no. ridiculous. Elton John did. Wayne Rooney did. I know, but they're supposed to be traditional. Todd Crisley, probably. And keep up with, you know, just be traditional. Um, but yes, so that is You should do a poll on Instagram. Sh- would you be okay well, if a- William got a, a, a hair transplant? Well, there actually is a Instagram um, account, and I can't remember their name right now. Um, but they have been doing these reels on the different royals with different hairstyles, and they actually... I they don't on Prince William. Today I saw one for Prince Harry, and that one was really funny. Because there is one like of him bald and different. Um, so it was what, current different times? Different hairstyles. It was, sort of, it was a current picture of today? Yeah, it's like them, but but well, they put different mu- hairstyles. That was, was a joke. I was saying he, oh, he's okay. pretty, Harry's pretty much bald. He just, he's got like four more hairs than William. He's like with Homer Simpson where it's like, oh, my two hairs. It's the same with Harry. Mm. Sorry, I can tell you're getting frustrated with me here. Come on, we can keep them going. Okay, next we'll go into Wimbledon. So Wimbledon Championship is next week, and mm. it is the Royals. I think always go. Yeah, I've actually got a piece on this. Oh, you do. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go first. Oh. So, so what? No, I'm kidding. Okay. So I believe it was Saturday, Saturday or Sunday, Saturday. Um, th- they released Wimbledon, the Prince Princess of Wales. Uh, released a video of Kate Middleton and Roger Federer um, playing tennis against each other. Um, But yeah, so the Princess of Wales, she is patron of the All England Lawn Tennis and Croquet Club. So she played with Roger Federer at number three court and appeared in a short film to highlight the Wimbledon ball boys and girls. And I'm going to highlight them a little bit here as well. So there are approximately 250 teens in the ball boys and girls at Wimbledon with the average age among them being 15. And Roger Federer actually talks about he started out as a ball boy. Do you know what a ball boy and a ball girl is? Because I can tell. uh, Well, Michael Jackson was a big fan of Wimbledon. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Okay, we're just going to keep going. So it's a program for teens to catch balls during tournaments at Wimbledon. Do I know what a ball? Are you kidding me? I, I, I can't tell. Um, but yeah, so we see, um, some of the kids showing Kate, like how to stand on the sidelines of the court and position and throw back a tennis ball to a player. And then there was one time, I think, um, a ball came and she like caught it in midair, like it didn't bounce or anything, which, which was pretty impressive. Like she did one handed. I was like, oh dang. And then I think Federer asked like, wait, is that allowed? Cause I think in Australia you can do it, but at Wimbledon. It has, oh, to it bounce. has to bounce. So the ball So because it was going out, but you, you can't, you want it. It has to bounce to come back. So it's so like it's, a foul play. Yeah. Yeah. So the ball girl was like, yeah, you have to let it bounce first. <laughs> and Kate was like, oh, okay. Um, but she was just really, you know, like. I'm just like, no, highness for you, it's fine. <laughs> I know. It's fine. You can do whatever you want. Um, but yeah, so that was like just a cute, fun, fun oh, event that she got to do and a visit. And, and I think her family. Um, it's close to Roger Federer and stuff. I think they they've been going to Wimbledon and and he comes across as a a really good a really good guy. Yeah, 
Um, so what was uh, your... No, it, it, it's it's going to go with the main topic. Oh, just break everything, why don't you? Jeez. Um, so, uh, I mean, you were quite the, the tennis player in your day. So, I mean, are you excited for, for Wimbledon now that we have the podcast? Are you going to be looking out, watching Wimbledon a little bit more? Yeah, I think I'll definitely watch it more. I haven't really in the past. Well, you were ranked number one uh, within your high school, right? Yes, I was back in the day. This is a long time ago. Um, who was your favorite tennis star growing up? I didn't. This is going to sound bad, but I didn't really have one. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really get into tennis, to be honest, until um, what we call high school, so which is more in your teens. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I never really watched tennis on tv i mean you know we knew like the williams sisters we knew roger federer there's 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 nadal nadal even though nadal i feel like every time i'd watch him me and my me and my mom she he'd always like have to like move his crotch and stuff so she'd always be like why is he you're both a set of perfects no but it was like just weird right like every time before he served or something he would just like Rearrange. Yeah, and it was just... It, Maybe it was for luck. I, I don't know what it was, but I remember... Maybe it was to distract the opponent. Maybe, but that was something that we were like... That's eh. what you were watching Wimbledon for. <laughs> no, I'm glad we got to the bottom of this. Um, no, yeah, but it we played tennis as a family, but I don't... We, if we ever watched tennis, it would just be like on in the background. We weren't like actively watching so it. This is actually probably a, and maybe it's just my family, but I do feel it was um, for me growing up. And we had a, um, well, well, my my parents are very much against um, getting cable or or Sky, right? So we we had five channels pretty much growing up until I think I was probably about fourteen when we had a thing called Freeview, mm-hmm. which you basically get thirty channels for sixty dollars, and that was it. And and you didn't have to pay that ever again. It was just a box, right? It was a one-off payment. So I didn't, you know, as a kid, didn't really have that. So we had five channels. Channel 5 was the newest one and was was really terrible. Um, So you realistically had four channels, BBC One, BBC Two, ITV, and Channel 4. Channel 4 had more kind of like modern, out there type of stuff. Um, Like we'd show Scrubs and things like that, Friends. Um, But BBC was always known for its sports. So things like tennis and sports and horse racing, um, if you were going to watch TV, you, you, you'd, you'd get to know it. So like Wimbledon was, for a lot of people kind of growing up, was a, a really big thing, mm-hmm. at least in the UK. So you did get to know um, all of the the tennis players. And, and we had Tim Henman and Greg Rudetsky kind of growing up who were our kind of favourites. In comparison to the August, uh, the Agassiz, Tim uh, Sampras's, um, and then obviously Federer came along and Nadal, um, th- there were nothing. You know, the, the mm-hmm. it was only when Andy Murray won, uh, and Andy Murray was was good. Um, he didn't really like English people. He's a Scot, so he was very much about his Scottish heritage rather than um, do that. But he he won an Olympic gold as well at the London Olympics, which is pretty cool at Wimbledon. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I can tell you're not interested in that conversation. Um, what is next? Um, yes. So we are going to go on to William next. So today, 
actually Monday. Well, yesterday, partly yesterday too. Um, the princess, the the prince, the prince of Wales has unveiled Homewards, a UK-wide program to end homelessness, and that's launched alongside the Royal Foundation. The initiative will provide three point eight million dollars to six different locations as seed money for an amb- for an ambitious plan to make homelessness rare, brief, and unrepeated. Prince William said his inspiration for Homewards came from making visits to homeless shelters as a boy with his mom, Diana. Over the next two days, so today and tomorrow, he will tour all six of the UK locations where Homewards Project is taking place. So today he visited Lambeth, Bournemouth, and Newport. I hope I'm saying this right. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably not. No, you are. Um, but yeah, so that I think is a very... Really good impressive, really good. impressive initiative, and I think actually really doing something with his position and and what he can give back, which is great to see. Um, you know, yeah, this stuff I think is terrific because uh, you know when we talk about they have they, they can shed light on certain things or bring attention to it. Mm-hmm. Homelessness um, in in the UK, it you know it you see it a lot in London. Mm-hmm. more than anywhere and then the, the rest of the big cities y- you do see it for for us um a lot of the military um our vets mm-hmm. become homeless yeah um and i know that's I similar in the, in the states so i think that the seed money i, I like the idea um yeah and, and i think short and brief that that kind of that description of it's really good if they can come up with something that's scalable especially for the u.s as well mm-hmm. it could be that idea or design um yeah, and I think their goal is, like, this kind of five-year plan. Um, so they want to develop an innovative new solutions and scale a tangible impact. Um, and this will inspire belief throughout the U.K. and beyond that homelessness can be ended for good. So he's said Prince William, while praising the already strong tradition of collaboration between local authorities and both the charity sector and private, private business in the U.K. And I think this was also inspired, is it... What country is it? Is it Finland that um, ha- has a very low homelessness rate? It's one I of mean, the. I believe it. I or, or Switzerland? No, I don't think. I thought it was Finland. It, yeah, it, it well could be. Um, well, the, the the Scandinavian countries are typically some of the more progressive. Yeah, it's Finland. So, um, they're yeah they've they've made homelessness. Um, is the only European Union country where homelessness has currently fallen. Um, wow. So, and then this article says, uh, Finland's homeless were better able to deal with addictions and other problems given a place to live, not to mention handling job applications. So I think that's some of his... Sort of rehabilitation type of piece, isn't it? That's important. Yeah, so I think he's kind of, he's inspired by that as well, along with his, you know, mother's... Work. passion and, and work I think there if you too, see so. that at a young age and you can start you can probably draw comparisons about his life and how it, it, it pales mm-hmm. um, we, we might do an episode on this because I'd, I'd be interested I think there's a wider topic of it mm-hmm. um, because I think some people at least what I hear they say they choose homelessness and you know what is the ideal state of it how much is on the um, the state to uh, to solve, I mean, mm-hmm. you just in, in the US, we've lived in 
uh, together three different cities, but we've experienced many more. Mm-hmm. Um, we've lived in Austin, where it's a, a big. It's really bad. It's a big problem. Um, Denver, it was a big problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then obviously you have the cold to to deal with mm-hmm. there. Um, and also, you know, we we don't live in LA, but we we've been to LA. And they've, they're renowned for their issues with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm really interested to follow this. So, so maybe we'll do um, a follow-up on this. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's so, is this his version of uh, Kate's... Um, shaping us. Sh- yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, it's with the Royal Foundation. And this is, I think, really going to be probably part of his legacy. And, and Yeah, this is really cool. Is, this, yeah. this is really cool. Okay, so going from that. So, we are done with all of the... Royals, senior working royals, dare I say, real royals. Um, we do have some news on the Sussexes, of course. So, and and I and I wanted to. Homewards is the latest news, but I also wanted to make a distinction, kind of, with the work that Prince William and Kate's doing in the royal family, and then just kind of really show the difference of what Meghan and Harry are doing. So, can we have their? Uh, Music. So, so, so scandalous. <laughs> oh, I thought we were going to get more than that. No, that that's the whole clip. Oh. That's okay. all I ever cut. Oh. Huh. Well, yes. So we have some news of uh, Megan and Harry. So last week we talked about their podcast or their audio, R12 audio, how they basically got axed by Spotify and they were called some names by one of the Spotify execs and it just wasn't good for them. Um, And then it actually came out recently. So for Archetypes, Megan's podcast where she would have people like Serena Williams, Mariah Carey, uh, she did send Taylor Swift a handwritten note to appear on it. Um. And Taylor declined through a rep. So that's Ouch. pretty, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> the Baron's face right now, I'm just looking at his face because, yeah. I mean, she had Serena Williams on, right? Yeah, so but her and Serena are quote-unquote friends. I mean, Taylor Swift's the next level. Taylor Swift is... Do you think from Serena? I'd say the level... They're in the, the different fields. They're in different so fields, but Serena's, I... Serena's... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Serena, um, I, I think, is known as America's greatest um, female sports uh, athlete ever. Yeah. If not, and some people have said, just athlete. Yeah. Um, so, you know, really... and She's well-known, but she's not Taylor Swift. It, it depends where your passion is. Okay. I, I think Serena's on a level par with Taylor, if, I, if I'm honest. Okay. In my opinion. I, I know that I'm, I'm big into sport. Um, Popularity-wise... Well, we also I, I know, know that... I, I, think, I think they're the same level. So, But I, I get <laughs> it is a... But I, I'm also really surprised Serena... Well, there, well she's friends with... It was wasn't she on the Netflix documentary as well and stuff I, like I like know. she, she's she seems close. I mean, friend. Serena just seems like she's a really nice person. So I I just I don't think. Yeah, um, but yeah, but we also see so we've seen before like Prince William, um, singing with Taylor Swift and 
Bon Jovi at a charity event and stuff. So she could be Team Wales as well. Yeah, I mean, look, it's... I don't know. It's one thing to decline, but to decline through a rep. Hey, I... The, the only other thing, I, I think I, I could be wrong here. Um, so I'm, I'm just trying to... She had Trevor Noah. Um, Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton. I mean, obviously Paris isn't as mainstream as she used to be. Um, th- there was some there was some really pretty de- good names on there. How how much were archetypes? It was going to cost like twenty twenty million. They, I think. No. I, I wonder. Well, I wonder what they'd have to pay for these guests as I'm well. Because sure. I, I doubt they'll come on for free. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it comes from that budget or if it comes from Spotify's for the guests. Um, because Serena's obviously um, has she. I think she's officially retired now. I I believe so. So she probably is looking at other revenue streams around about that time. I think she announced her retirement. Mm -hmm. Or that she'd be retiring soon. Uh, Similar to to Brady. Mm -hmm. Right, you know, he he was kind of looking at where are my revenue streams coming. So even though they're actually um, very, very wealthy, that lifestyle, they they probably want to continue. Mm -hmm. Um, And you need to have some money coming in. So I'm sure she may have been looking for of a revenue stream. So where Tay, I don't think she... I mean, she's she's doing great on her tour right that. now. I think it's like but sold out and expensive. So the the deal with Spotify was supposed to be for like $20, $25 million. They didn't get all of that because they only produced archetypes and then were cut, axed, canceled. Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean though. Like more mainstream, yes, Taylor is because she traverses and more I think, fans. Yeah, well, and I think Taylor also traverses probably more... Age groups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well. You have, you know, teenagers still loving Tay. As well as, I mean, me and Tay. Well, Taylor's actually older than me. But I remember listening to her in my younger days. Uh, uh, exactly. There you go. We should have made our song Taylor Swift for well, this we pod make, episode. We may close out on it. Um, but yeah. So, so that was, I mean, you know, they're just... I think ever since Spotify, people, all the headlines are just... But it could also be an Ed Sheeran type of thing, where it was like, I'm busy. Like, I know Ed Sheeran was busy for the coronation, or he didn't even get asked. Yeah, well, she, I mean, if she got a handwritten note, she could have at least sent a text. So, do you know, the (laughs) the thing about the handwritten note is... That's what they say, but this is all for Megan, so who knows? I don't think, I think what would happen in... A handwritten text? No, I, I, I. It's a story, right? What I really think would happen is you have, even though I don't think Meghan Markle is a, at best, uh, a little bit more successful than a soap star. Yeah, not as successful as Joey Tribbiani, though. That that's what I was thinking. Like, she she is a Joey Tribbiani type of actress in terms of quality. Um, Mm-hmm. And she's now rubbing shoulders or trying to rub. I think the thing that frustrates me about her is, um, and and like the what, what, what who what's that deal or no deal, right? That's what she was first on, mm-hmm. wearing a crop top and stuff, mm-hmm. and and out of nowhere now she's it was a dress. It was she's a an scandalous activist. dress, and she has like um, 
not that she's just a she's an activist for all these types of things. She's she talks as if she's an expert in it. Uh-huh. I she's I not. I mean if you think about But she says it because of her background. Yeah, uh, yeah, but also I think kind of her title now that she's like you would never have her after suits bringing Serena on. Yeah. And I think that's why she's um thinking like oh well, who who is on it's like who would you invite to your fantasy dinner party? Not think, Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> but I think that's basically what this was. Mm-hmm. So the way that I see probably real would have happened was she will have people, which is ridiculous. Megan will have her own people. And of course, Taylor has her own people. Those are the ones that would be coordinating. Yeah, and it would be one thing if, I mean, these articles could also say, oh, well, because I think it's saying this is reported by people that work at Megan and Harry's company. I, I think she probably did write something because yeah. she, she thought this would be, and she probably signed off the Duchess of um, what Sussex. She, Sussex. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she'd have loved to have. I mean, I probably would have listened to that one, honestly, if it was Taylor. Like, and, and this is what I'm saying. I think right, a lot more people yes, can probably. I agree. I agree what you're saying with that. Yeah. Yeah, can probably. That would have got their bonuses or that would have. Yeah. That, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but guess I mean, what? Does Taylor do podcasts? I don't know. But if I was Taylor and I found out that she might have not, you know, done the whole episode or, you know, the, the reports of last week, I'd be upset. So good on Taylor for saying no. Um, so we're just going to. So the last thing with these two, um, and this could be just kind of trying to jump on the bandwagon after their whole Spotify deal. Um, and this has been so this is the sun. So again, not 100 percent reputable all the time but it's been reported by other news sources as well so we're just going to mention it but they did say that harry and megan have received half of their reported 100 million dollar contract with netflix and will get the second half by producing quote-unquote content of real interest which simply sounds like they have to do their job the contract is up in 2025 which gives them plenty of time to figure out exactly what to do Excuse me, to make everyone happy. So I do think Invictus is coming out soonish. Um, but other than that, I haven't heard anything yet. But I think after the Spotify deal, obviously media and stuff is just kind of jumping on of like, are they actually making content for Netflix or is or is that at risk as well? Yeah. Which they're making it sound like it's at risk, but who knows if they're just trying to sell I, I, sell stuff. Because... The Wall Street Journal has, so we don't, we don't have a subscription, so I can actually read it, but I saw some on Instagram and stuff, but they have an article that's titled, Harry and Meghan Produce a Hollywood Flop Themselves. So, I mean, that's Wall Street Journal. They're not. And I, Yahoo's like, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle can't afford another dud. No, you're right. <laughs> when it comes to their professional partnership. So, I think they really need to step it up. I think they've got, yeah. Well, if you're thinking in baseball terms, the problem on the last strike. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they need to actually start doing something other than... They only make money when they talk about talk smack about the royal family. I wonder... So. This is a bold prediction. If they do have another flop. Uh, and I think I think they will. Because I, 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 I don't think they're talented at this, from what I've seen. No, I agree. Or maybe they're just not... Willing to put in the effort, the actual work. Um, 
to do something successful. I, I might have a script for them, which I'll I'll, I'll talk to you, I'll, I'll talk over in a second. So was it the Andrew Simmons podcast or what was the guy's name? Bill from? Simmons. Bill Simmons. I think from what he said that um, grifters, right? That the yes. grifters. I I think that coupled from what we saw in Spare, what we f- saw in the the Netflix show and the Oprah, is a, a lot of it is about um, outrage culture. Mm-hmm. And there's not really anything substantial there, or there's not anything. There's uh, hearsay. There's some hearsay, but that that's well, about it. Again, when Prince William is starting this initiative for homelessness, and he's been actively, I think, working on it for the past few years. They said, I, I think, at least three years, and he's actually trying to make a difference in the world. And these two are just complaining about their life. Yeah, it's a, it's a I, big. No, I, I agree with that, but the only the only thing that I'll counter that on is um, these guys need need to make money, and they've got a use to a lifestyle. Well, maybe she should be a better actress, <laughs> um, or maybe he should. I don't know. Find like an actual. I mean, get a real job like everyone else has to. It's the real world. You wanted to go out in the real world. This is how it is, buddy. Sorry. Yeah, life's yeah, not no, that's fair. Fine. No, that's, that, that's a really good I point mean, as well. I mean, you, you can't be a prince and be like, I want to go off into the real world and then not, like, get a real job, dude. Go if work as a barista if you can't do anything else. I don't think you could do a barista. Well, I, go do some Costco. I, I would take a sample from Costco and say, these are lovely. Do you have a special deal or a coupon, Harry? I mean, so he's he's very involved with, like, and he cares about veterans and things around that so instead of trying to make it all like big name stuff that's all that you do act why don't you actually do some work to you know something there i don't know do you think this would be a good episode um to do and i think we could get the uh listeners involved in this so i have an idea so i think this is a really good they've got what one one thing left that they can do that people will make that will watch or listen to well they technically have netflix and then it was reported they have more books or something no that, that's what i'm it. saying that they have probably one more chance before everybody's attention switches off on the yeah. uh the um what was it tour? the um privacy tour the privacy tour i think they have one thing left mm-hmm. so what is that it's got to be a home run I don't think just from what we've heard about, like I said, with the grifters and, and stuff like that, I don't think they have the talent. So why don't, why don't we do an episode that takes a listener's input? We'll do a poll on Instagram to say, what would you suggest they do? Mm-hmm. That And here's an example. I would watch, and I'd write the script for them or the, um, the show, um, Harry and Meghan do houses up or like a fixer upper version with Harry and Meghan. So Meghan I'm played. surprised they haven't done that. But right? <laughs> so Joanna uh, Gaines would be kind of Meghan's type of the design and this, I'm going to put this color in. And do you think she can actually do but that? But the funny, yeah? no. Um, but I think should be better than that than Harry would be at this. But Harry would have to do all the manual labor. Mm-hmm. So it comes to demo day. Yeah. I usually oh, that would um, be funny. usually have people that do this for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to use a hammer here and a nail, and it just looks terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's what I'd watch. Okay. That would be a hit. <laughs> well, they could make it H&M like restoration. learning with the, I'm sure they'd use their name, like home building with the Sussexes or something. You know, they could actually do something where they they don't, 
they don't pretend to be know-it-alls and actually just like pretend that they're like not even pretend like be like oh we're beginners we haven't done this like i don't know if they they know what it is to be real oh especially megan mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah i don't know what definitely not but anyway maybe we do that and if we get uh, enough listener input we'll uh we'll do uh we'll do an episode on it yeah or at least a segment yeah yeah we cool. can share that shall we uh do you have much left no, that is it. All right, so um, we've got the main topic today, which is Royal Ascot, but we wanted to follow up first on um, something where apparently my research wasn't good enough, uh, and it is a garter of the order. Order of the garter. Order of the yeah. garter. <laughs> you can tell I, I care very little for, for this piece. Um, so look, in, in terms of um, who gets it, there's 24 companions Plus the sovereign, which is uh, King Charles, mm-hmm. and the Prince of Wales. So the Prince of Wales and King Charles are uh, knights of the, the guard or knights of the order, mm-hmm. just based on title, mm-hmm. not actually on. And then it's up to Charles, Charles. for whose um, service to the realm. Is Knight of the Garters at like the highest? Order. I couldn't find anything on on that. <laughs> so I know you want to... I, I couldn't find any th- information. But they get it just because of their title, that the, um, the Sovereign mm-hmm. and Prince of Wales uh, automatically get it. But um, I... <laughs> this this uh, in one of the articles said notably absent from the outing was Prince Andrew even though King Charles brother is a member of the order he has been barred from taking a public role over the last years um, <laughs> however Prince Andrew who was disgraced after his disastrous interview in which he tried to justify his friendship with convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein is thought to be joining the lunch and reception at the castle after the service so behind closed doors yes Oh, and, and he was, I mean, he was present at the coronation. He just didn't have a... Oh, no, this is for the, not the coronation. No, I know, I know, but he yeah, has been yeah. present for events. Yeah, I, I, have you ever seen that interview? It's on ITV. No, but I heard it went, like, horribly. I, I think it, it's probably, if he was a bigger individual, There's, I think there's certain interviews... What was it, um, Nixon Frost or Frost Nixon, the movie with President Nixon and David Frost? Mm-hmm. Like these seminal moments where people or the producers are like, oh my gosh, we can never expect this in our wildest dreams. They've basically said something that is unthinkable. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the same with Andrew. It was like, okay, so this is a now a convicted sex offender. You might just say, I mean, he, this is obviously he was kind of really entwined with it, but just like I made a very poor choice in judgment of that individual, mm-hmm. I, you know. And he was just like, and I, I think he just tried to defend it. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm uh, not the sex offending, but um, ridiculousness. Um, so that's the order of the garter. Shall we talk about Ascot? What um, do you know? Like, what does what did Charles or Elizabeth give Edward? Or Anne, they both have. 
I'm mm. guessing you know. I have no idea. Like, like, no, I've told I don't know. you all I know. <laughs> okay. We, we will move on to Roa. Scott, what, what do you have? I feel I, I feel it was like last week. I'm failing this this uh, assignment or Never. this term paper. Never. What do you want from me? Okay, we'll ask up. Okay, so kind of going into this, um, what what did you know about Royal Ascot prior to starting this podcast? It's a very fancy horse race. Okay. Event that the royals go to. Okay. And Queen Elizabeth loved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, pretty much. So, so let's talk about the history of it. Um, so it really started uh, 300 years. Do, do you know much about the history? No. Okay, so it, so it started um, just over 300 years ago uh, in 1711, and Queen Anne, look, I didn't write which Queen Anne. Maybe it was just the first, um, but I think it was the second, um, was a fan of horse racing, and there's a, a plot of land not too far from Windsor um, called Ascot Heath that they thought would be suitable grounds to put the, the race course. So Ascot Heath, um, that's what it was known as until um, around about 50 years later where it became, uh, it was King George um, the Third who would regularly attend and then... Um, Another hundred years after that, it became very more officiated as Royal Ascot. So it got the uh, colloquial name in 1768 as as Royal Ascot because there was a regular attendance of of the king. Then King George the Fourth um, started to add a royal procession in 1867, and it started to draw in a lot of grandeur. Um, before actually, and, and prior, sorry, I've I've got this a, a little bit backwards. In 1839, so kind of in between the royal procession, they created the royal grandstand. So, but this is 1839. So, sporting wise, um, soccer has been around for at a stretch 140, 150 years. Mm-hmm. Right, at, at a stretch, it has. Um, and not as mainstream. So this is back in you know 1839 that they have their royal uh, grandstand. There's a very limited sporting events that kind of um, come before this. You know that that are really in the mainstream. So it's one of the most you know one of the first or one of the longest standing uh, events. Um, fast forward a little bit to uh, 1911. They developed the royal enclosure where royals and nobility could only go as well. Mm-hmm. And that was just separate for them. Um, so I've been to Ascot races um, a couple of times. I went with my dad and uh, I went with my work as well. So Royal Ascot, um, so it's Ascot every, the, for the remainder of the year. And then it's Royal Ascot for, for this five-day um, event. Mm-hmm. Um, it has had some renovations uh, to to the the grandstand and just the grounds and everything around it, um, and I'd probably say in my life I've maybe been to, oh gosh, anywhere between ten and twenty different race courses in the UK. So I've been to a good amount, and, and Royal Ascot, I'd probably say is definitely the prettiest. And so I think the only other um, race course is is York. 
that has that um and I've been to Cheltenham and um, which is, is is south um which is a big Cheltenham festival Aintree is uh, another big one where god I could get this wrong I think that's where they do the Grand National and mm-hmm. that's kind of Liverpool way um but uh yeah it it, it is stunning they they have done a, a terrific jobs with the flower beds and just how they've um all the kind of the, the the different areas now. One thing that's ri- ridiculous about so when I've gone, I've I've never gone to Royal Ascot, but the the fashion of Ascot is very like even if it's not Royal Ascot, people like to to get dressed up. Some people get it wrong, like a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was remember there was one work event that um, you know we went and somebody dressed in a tux, like mm-hmm. a prom tux. Oh, and it was like you've been ill-advised. It was almost like the office where Jim goes in a, a full tuxedo because somebody says he's not smart enough, and then he wears. And I, I've heard people do this at work as a joke, but yeah, this guy went in a full tuxedo, um, and he was like in the general admission. So it's kind is of is it very warm then as well? Yeah, yeah, um, and obviously the there is AC there um it's open it's open on the grandstand it's it's um shaded shaded but this particular individual was in his basically his prom Mm -hmm. suit with bow tie so those colors you don't you don't use you don't wear black Mm -hmm. so he's got the kind of the silk lapels it it just william wore black did he with a black bow tie oh no i don't think no so it's usually softer colors right because it's summer um, so anyway, this 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 guy was in the general area. So you've got the grandstand, you've got the race, um, you've got the bookies. What's he wearing? Um, He's wearing black, but underneath it's it's, it's, it's like, like blue a it's more like a charcoal. Yeah. So this this it, it was a a prom night kind of thing, but, but you're you're in the middle, so it's not actually. In, you see, can look at the colours, kind of greys, and then he's got a contrast with some grey pants oh. and. Lieutenant Johnny. <laughs> but but it, you know what I mean? It's a very different type of style. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's it's 19th century style. Okay. That And it's it's almost like a little bit of a, a time capsule, mm-hmm. Royal Ascot. So um, this this kid was, was wearing it, but it was in the middle. So on, on race courses, on, on the big days, the, the middle of the race course is open up as well for... Um, Imagine like NASCAR, how that is. Mm-hmm. So this guy had a tux in where other people might be in polo and jeans. Mm-hmm. So really a lot more casual. Um, so he got it wrong. But it, it brings me to this point that each area of Ascot, especially in Royal Ascot, depending on the level of or the cost of which box or which area you're in, has a very strict dress code of what you can wear. Um, and it, it is going to... Like that, that classes, but it, it does add to the grandeur. So, uh, and then Ladies' Day. What? How much does the gen just general admission? Um, that's a really good question. I would say you're probably looking at around about two hundred pounds or two fifty. That's not that per day. Per day. That's not that bad. Like if you just want to go, it's for a big, day. it's a big sporting event, right? Yeah, maybe yeah, but, we'll have but to go one year. I mean, you Can say you it, it, see it's the not royals? too much, but the, you're still then paying for everything else. So. Parking, food, 
you, you've probably hey we spent way time. more on f1 than that i, I know and i know but i feel like this would be more enjoyable and i'd get to see the royals so i think that's a win f1 was considerably more than 200 dollars yeah, I, I think by the and then obviously you probably want hotels and you and get stuff. to dress up like that's fun. It F1, is fun. We it did is not. Really it was fun. just sweaty well, well, and nasty and gross. All right. Well, look. When when you we'll, we'll see if we can go to Royal Ascot because it is. I I, I love Ascot. Um, not a children's event, I would say. No, no, um, and kind of some of the other the pieces that have the gold cup is is one of the longest standing co- uh, competitions that they have, uh, and the national anthem's always played um, before. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the royals, they go in their carriages, right? And they're brought well, so, in. So I thought you'd be... Um, th- they do, yeah. It, 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 it has kind of the procession and such. Um, with... Uh, and, and I've got two things left to say, and I thought this one would be particularly o- of interest to you. Um, Ladies' Day is a huge oh, piece. Yeah. Um, I, I learned about that this year. And the fashion's very interesting. So, it, it, again, it's Interesting, good or bad. It's not the Met Gala. Yeah, I mean, but it's yeah, it's some it of it. It's some of it sometimes gets a little bit out there, like, and I think the the other thing is, and like, this is probably not massively like Sam Smith out there, Madonna out there. Uh, no, but but sometimes you know people are trying to get looks. It is a very showy event, you know. Yeah, uh, we live not too, you know, we don't. We live in Arizona, so when we go to Scottsdale. There's some uh, women that are dressed in more. Just well, it's probably like the Kentucky Derby. It's I would not. Admit. It's no. not. No, oh. it, it it is more fashion centric than Kentucky. Kentucky Derby is pretty fashion. Yeah, no, but I'm talking more more Met Gala, that direction. It's on that side of the spectrum sometimes, mm. but um, because we don't get the sun in the UK as much, you have very questionable spray tans. Mm-hmm. And some male and female, um, they get them wrong, and it doesn't go with that kind of the classiness. I think lots of people think this is how, you know, you're supposed to look uh, classy, or, or this is a good l- lot of boobage sometimes out. Um, but the not ro- from the royals. Not from the royals. From the the, the general public, um, and just Ascot in general. So you've seen the only way is Essex, right? Mm-hmm. There's a it, it does attract that type of crowd. I mean, this, I don't know who this woman is, but this is, that's Kentucky Derby. And I feel like this. That, uh, that is Kentucky Derby? Yep. And this is something they oh, would wear well, to the yeah. Royal Ascot. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, probably like, you know, the wealthy that go to the Kentucky Derby, right? I would say is probably more on par with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I thought you'd enjoy the fashion segment. Yeah. So, so the last thing that I have. Do more people wear fascinators or hats? Do you know? <laughs> um, it, it's known for the hats, right? It's known for the hats. Not the fascinators. It's. I think it's not. Sorry, I'll rephrase it. It's known for its headwear. There. Yeah. Um, I I do think more hats because I just think there's more. Um, how do you call a person that makes hats? It's a. It's like a not a haberdashery. Maker? Is it haberdashery? I have no clue. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. So many mysteries with hats and fascinations. <laughs> um, we should do an episode just on yeah. hats. So it's oh, that's probably a good, good one. Um, okay, so we last piece. Um, we've talked about if 
the the royal family was to be um, eliminated, or that mm-hmm. you know the UK was like, okay, we're not paying uh, any money, and we've often talked about what would that economical uh, impact be, and and maybe for the first twenty thirty years it wouldn't be seen because people would still have it in the memory, but the, the longer term it would that the UK wouldn't necessarily attract those tourism, so it'd be, and we we, we worked out as a twenty pounds. Uh, that they get for every pound that's spent on them. So a mm-hmm. huge, huge um, return on investment. But I was often thinking, like, this was um, how many of our events which are associated with the royals wouldn't you have all that prestige? And Royal Ascot is obviously one of them. Mm-hmm. There wouldn't be the royal procession. One of the other ones was Wimbledon. Yep. So even though it's um, it, it's not uh, it's not known as Royal Wimbledon, um, it is known as um, royals will always be on centre court. Mm-hmm. It, it's been part of it. Um, so I did a, a little bit more research just to see, you know... It'd be the Kardashians instead or something. No, but I mean, the, there's so many pieces. I, I mean, the royal family at the, at the Olympics in London, the yeah. Queen, um, didn't she parachute down from... It wasn't actually the Queen, but it was yeah. this scene where she jumped out of a plane with James Bond, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she was in James Bond, and she's had moments with Paddington Bear and stuff like that. But yes, um, so there's, I think, look, there's in addition to like kind of Wimbledon, Royal Ascots, um, things at uh, Silverstone, F1, there's national anthem and pieces like that, Drooping of the Colour, uh, Edinburgh's Royal Military Tattoo which is known as, um, which is, you, you've seen, uh, you've been at Edinburgh Castle, but it's an international extravaganza. Um, and then I, I think there's just things like jubilees mm-hmm. and, and things like that and just coronations. So you guys wouldn't get as, as many days off? No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> um, and I, I think there's just, there's a lot more to it. And I think the Royal Ascot's a really good example. Yeah. Those were just a few examples. But I think it would be interesting for the, the British public to... I, I, I think I've always been pro-royal in that sense because mm-hmm. I, I think more from a, a numbers point of view. But I think there's it's worth noting that, um, that there'd be a lot of the culture that would that would go from mm-hmm. from sporting events and just, just being around it that you, you probably wouldn't think of straight away. So, um, yeah, another, another plus to... Gosh, you, you like you were talking about it. You'd want to go to Royal Ascot because of that. I mean, yeah. how many times do you really uh, can you truly get dressed up for something? Weddings mm-hmm. and events, certain events, right? If you went to the opera, maybe or yeah. like really fancy ballet, yeah, symphony, yeah, 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 things like. But there's not many, right? There's there's really not many. Um, so. Um, Anything else to add before I play this out? Uh, yes. So next week is 4th of July in the U.S., so we probably will not have a podcast episode next week. Because of freedom. <laughs> so we'll skip, we, we <laughs> we'll skip next week and come back the following week, um, and we are actually going to have some questions for Royal Fashion Blog, some fashion questions. So if anyone has anything in particular that mm. they'd like us to ask them, let us know, because um, we if, need to make up the questions. If, uh, and if you don't know what Royal Fashion Blog is, 
Yeah, so they're an Instagram account. Answered our fascinator and hat question earlier. Oh, but it's royal folks. underscore fashion underscore blog on Instagram. So give them a follow and like. Um, but yeah, send us any fashion questions you have that we can ask them. And again, we'll be back in two weeks. And follow us at Dutch and Baron on Instagram or Substack. I've already got a question for them. Um, is it appropriate for Prince William to constantly wear hats because it makes <laughs> Oh my look, gosh. What is their opinion on it? We're going to ask that question. Okay. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Give us um, a like and a comment if you enjoyed this episode and give us five stars if you did and let us know what you think. We'll see you in a couple of weeks.